Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 290 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. I think you sound like you have a cold, but my name is Barbara. Do I? I am a little stuffed up. Yeah, you sound like you are. Yeah, I think it's this whole wake up in the morning and it's below 40, and then by the (laughs) afternoon it's in the high 70s. I don't know how to dress. I'm constantly fiddling with the car, heat, air conditioning, heat, air conditioning. It's terrible. Oh, us Florida folks, it got down to the 60s one morning. I was so excited. I went for a really long run and skipped and smiled and, oh. It was fantastic. And now it's already back up to the 80s, but it was for a day. It lasted for a whole couple mornings. How did you survive? How did <laughs> you very happy. I bear you. this tundra of cold? <laughs> uh, well, tomorrow I leave for Michigan, so I'm coming up your way to see my dad's family. We're taking my dad up there, so I'm nice. excited. It's going to be in the 40s. <laughs> Us Florida people love 40s. I I don't know if it's just me, but I can't wait. I'm excited. I find it so interesting you guys get excited (laughs) for cold weather. (laughs) Yes, I am. I guess if it was 80 tomorrow, I'd be pretty excited too. So yeah, I guess I could see that. What's up? Is the lab busy right now? Are you guys seeing a little bit of this? so busy. Yes, we finally get busy again. Yes. Yeah, we're seeing a little bit of a slow, but it's not too bad, so... I'm hoping this whole fall break thing gets over quickly. My area, the CAC department, we were slow for about three weeks, and I haven't been slow in years, and so I was kind of sweating it a little bit. But then, you know, it's feast or famine. All of a sudden, it comes back, and bang, there's cases everywhere. So it's always I'm in waves. Busy. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely so. always in waves. So last week, I gave props to myself for learning ExoCAD. No. I'm giving props to myself again. Oh, my. I know. I got to tell somebody. I tell my family, and they look at me like I'm (laughs) crazy. Did a surgical guide. Used it today, number 9 and 10. Placed the implants in immediate load temps. Beautiful. Out the door. It was awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very seldom do I get a chance to, like, the whole process I was a part of. So at the surgery, did the guide. I was there when we made the temps, helped design. What a great experience. Well, good for you. I wish I could do it all the time. Some of you people that do this stuff all the time, I don't know how you how you live with yourselves with all the good feels. It is good <laughs> feels, for sure. Absolutely. We'll have fun in Michigan. Thank you. I yeah. will. You know that's where I was born, right? Yeah, I've heard something about you in Detroit. And... <laughs> Kid Rock. Yeah, they don't let you back. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't that. know. I'll behave. I behave. I'm more now. I'm more reserved. So what's happening this week? Let's do this. Do you know what we love most about talking to the people that we get on this podcast? Everything. Everything. But what's really cool is you think you know somebody through Instagram, and then we get to talk to them, and then we really get to find out all about the person. And this is what happened when we talked to this week's guest. We get to talk to a Christina Vetaleta. I've been following her on Instagram for a while, seeing her amazing fixed work that's always got some really unique photography skills. But when she was featured on the Night Shift group, we knew it was time to find out more about her. See, Christina was born on the Independence Day of Lithuania's separation from the Soviet Union. Nice. I mean, talk about a crazy time to come into the world. Yep. She's the daughter of a dentist... And Christina taught herself Photoshop, and she set out on this career about photography. But after her dad became a technician, her brother became a prosthodontist, and her (laughs) sister became a ceramist, she really had no other options but to get into dental. Yep. And her passion is digital. Christina talks about getting her degree in Lithuania, going to other countries for a student exchange program, learning a lot at Nexus Dental, and now working in an in-office role that allows her to play a huge part of the treatment planning and working with patients to give them the smile they want. So please join us as we chat with Christina Vitalete. 
What's the worst part about getting into digital and dentistry? That's not having the support that you need. And did you know that Ivoclar has digital equipment sales specialists? These experienced professionals, now these are people that have been doing this for a while. They're here to help make your transition to digital a smooth one. Don't waste your time with anyone else. They help provide customized solutions, analyze your ROI, provide hands-on assistance, and localize support. All of this catered to your needs. Let's be honest, when we're into digital, most of us have a lot of needs. Contact a digital equipment sales specialist today by emailing digitalspecialist at ivaclar.com. Tell them you heard it here on the podcast. And always, Ivaclar, we appreciate your support. Whether you're looking to elevate your craftsmanship or looking to cut back on cost, look no further. Vita MFT teeth are the ultimate solution for creating lifelike and stunning smiles. Crafted with precision and backed by cutting edge technology, Vita MFT teeth offer unparalleled aesthetics and durability. And since Vita believes in the power of experiencing excellence firsthand, for a limited time only, they are offering you the chance to get a complimentary case sample. That's right, a full case absolutely free. Just visit VitaNorthAmerica.com forward slash free MFT. Don't wait any longer to start providing your customers a premium tooth at an economy price. Redeem your free case sample and if you're ready to buy... Vita will even give you an extra 10% off discount by shopping online on their newly launched online store. Join the Vita family today, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. Voices from the Bench The Interview yeah, Vitalita. Ah, Vitalita. Yeah, exactly. Vitalita? Vitalita. Vitalita? Hey, yeah. There you go, Bob. <laughs> Vitalita. I see it now. Yeah, you pronounce every single letter. Vitalita. Yeah. Vitalita, 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 Vitalita. I'm going to forget it. All right. <laughs> it, yes, just we remember, are. wait a little. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> We are super excited today to bring somebody all the way from the UK onto the podcast. We welcome Christina Vitalite. <laughs> Did I get it? Yeah, actually, you're very close. We're very, very close. I'm beaming with pride right now. You should be. <laughs> Christina, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, indeed. So let's get rolling. Let's find out how you got into this industry. How did you find it? Uh, so I born into industry. Oh. My mom is a dentist. Uh-huh. And she graduated in the Soviet Union back in the day. And of course, she was working like our even house was connected to the practice she was working. So people been knocking to the door Christmas time and she was extracting teeth in our kitchen, you know. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> because no. they knew where we lived. Yeah. Um, well, when you live and, right next door, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> she was a village doctor. And that means that, you know, there is nobody else. And she likes helping out people. She likes fixing problems. You know, she's just, you know, very professional woman. Yeah. <laughs> So this is how it started. And I'd never wanted to go in the industry. All my toys been dental related. Even the stick has been like, you know, all the dental brands or dental brand related mugs. Again, if my mom gets, you know, some, some Ivoclaw or anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain, but this is how it happened. It wasn't anyway, you know, back in 90s, it wasn't many things there. It was still kind of after deficit, you know. So, so all of these kind of been, you know, like small prizes because nobody else get them. (laughs) (laughs) 
So how did you know that you didn't want to become a dentist, but you wanted to become a dental technician? Actually, it's long, very long story. So starting with my mom, I never enjoyed it. You know, it's just like dealing with people. And I wanted to be an artist in general. That was my main. So I wanted to be an artist. And I started doing like photography, Photoshop and all of that jazz when I was 12. And, you know, you know, torrents being available. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't illegal. Well, it was illegal, but it wasn't that bad yeah and what was I, illegal like torrents you know when you like i got photoshop from there you know you just download oh, and use it without a little pirated uh, yeah pirated. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah. This is, I you know, like, that. <laughs> yeah but but it wasn't everything in the country that you know so this is the only way to get you know if you want music oh, it wasn't available movies. in the soviet union you couldn't get photoshop so when i born i born on independent day so lithuania is free for 33 years and i bought oh. exactly on the same day but You're kidding. You, that's crazy yeah i know <laughs> no. however it you know the society doesn't change that fast sure. so we we're still growing we're still learning and and i enjoyed you know the process of technology i i'm really good at it in in a way i spend a lot of time however i get it what to do and how to do it so I was, you know, playing with Photoshop and all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. And my dad decided that he will become a dental technician mm-hmm. <laughs> at the age of 40. Wow. Uh, and my parents opened also two dental practices and a lab. And immediately my brother decided that he going to study dentistry. Hmm. So your dad just decided? Yeah, he decided. So he, he was like 40. Okay, I'm going back to uni. what was he doing before every you know i don't know like post-sovietic man he was electrician he was the builder he was a driver he has professional license you know to drive a tractor and all that jazz (laughs) so he was everything so he didn't know what he wanted to be until he grew up Looks like, yeah. <laughs> you know. He was probably watching all of the crowns and things that your mother was seeding and looking at the bills and going, damn, I can do that. Exactly, exactly this. Like, if, if somebody can do it, I can do it. So my dad went to uni and I That's started great. doing... Yeah, I, yeah. At, at that age and everybody, oh my God, are you sure? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I bet. Is that a two-year degree? It is a three-year degree. Three-year and you degree. get a bachelor's. And when he got in a uni there is only two universities in lithuania where you can get there was a massive selection you get so basically you can enter university of the dental technology only once in two years and was up to 15 people wow so he got chosen wow that's really a great story yeah exactly so you are the chosen one and you know the the competition is quite big so and you need to go through manual exam and your grades need to be great, you know, and probably you'll need to bribe somebody because it's that time. So, you know, the gifts. So if it's not money, then, you know, you're gifting something. But it, it was normal and people didn't get in the unit if they didn't bribe. You had to bribe to get into school? Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. It is very interesting times because it's like when, you know, the big Soviet Union collapsed and we become independent and, you know, all the Baltic states developed. So we have Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia. And then, you know, we need to be on our, on our own and it's not very clear how to grow the country. So huh, it's still the sure. same mentality. You know, you, you still follow the same rules, same habits, and then you learn over the years yeah. when the generations are changing. But yeah, it used to be a thing. A big, big thing. And you were born the day all three of those countries became independent. Yeah. So I was born on March 11, 1990. And we signed, you know, that we we are independent. So I have really nice thing that in Lithuania, my birthday is always day, you know, free day, bank holiday, you know, holiday. You always have the day off. Yeah. (laughs) I have always a day off. (laughs) (laughs) So that is fascinating. And what happened? So my dad got in uni, graduated, and my brother started preparing his exams because you need to be really good at chemistry, physics, and everything. And you need massive grades, like amazing grades to get into uni wow. you know, for de- dentistry. Yeah, for dentistry, sure. Did he have to bribe to get in? Oh, uh, no. 
lucky him so he was that smart he, he started yeah. preparing when I, I think he was like 14 when he decided oh so wow he was a teenager so yeah. he started you know collecting all the grades going to olympics of chemistry mm. and all of that which gives extra bonuses yeah. for entering universities so then he got into university he became a general dentist and then he became a prosthodontist so oh got, my like, god your brother's <laughs> Sedonis. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marvelous. Yeah. And my sister as well. She got in the same uni when what? my dad got. And she's a ceramist. That's crazy. And she graduated 2009. So, yeah, so nearly 20 years. I mean, not nearly, but yeah, over what, 15 years? So she graduated that time. And Where do you fall into all this? Yeah. So, so I finished photography and. I didn't like the, you know, denture side. I I thought it's messy. I thought it's stressful. And I like, you know, the arts. Mm -hmm. And I thought arts and, you know, photography will be the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I graduated, worked as a photographer. But of course, I helped mom, you know, working with her, you know, in the practice. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, she needs help. And why not? You know, family is always closest. Sure. I help with uh, repairs, you know, if I need, like if anybody needed help because it's like family sufficient business. Mm -hmm. So I did some stuff. I helped with casting as well or wax modeling. I kind of enjoy that, you know, in my spare time. Mm -hmm. And finally, like, I don't know. I I thought it's hard to be freelance photographer and Lithuania, like, after digitizing, I think like 2009, when the g- digital cameras become very available, everybody became a photographer. So competition was insane. Yeah, I get that. And like when you're born in a dental family, all your holidays are related with dentistry. So we used to go on family holiday to IDS. Oh, you're kidding me. That's great. Elvis and I want to go there one day. <laughs> you should. It's a festival, like dentistry festival on steroids. Oh, yeah. I loved That's it. Weird. You just go in and you never come out. And it's like <laughs> like from nine till, you know, till, till whatever they close the door. The deals are happening there. The new technologies are born there. And they, you know, like people meet and they later collaborate. After two years, you can see what they did together. So we went in 2009, 2011, and 2013. This is 2013 was the year when everybody starts showing digital. So we mm-hmm. had intraoral scanners. We have these softwares, amazing. Yeah. Da, 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 boom, 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 you know, everywhere. And that was fascinating. I said, it's Photoshop. I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. I can transfer my knowledge to this. Just give me some time. And funny thing, my sister decided to move to another lab from parents just, you know, to finally try something different because she was, you know, quite long time there. Mm-hmm. And they mostly worked on removables and some crown and bridge. And she wanted to touch digital as well. And one of the labs in near the capital of Lithuania, they bought all the Zik and Zan, you know, they have ExoCAD <laughs> and they didn't have a people to work there. <laughs> so what happened my sister said my sister can do it <laughs> without ever doing it so she offered you up yes God, that's crazy thank you very much right <laughs> exactly but i didn't have any experience i've seen it in in expo for five days yeah and i said like okay give me a, a week or two i'll find out what to do and actually the same week i was milling zirconia on my own i was designing i needed a help you know with margins and anatomy but that was, you know, where technicians came to my bench and we could discuss. Sure. So we've been milling zirconia wax and we've been casting that. And it's just fascinating. And from there, it just grew, you know, that I went to uni to study it. Basically, after a year <laughs> of working there. You know how, like, I really liked your memo when you said, you know, if you want to become a dental technician to be unappreciated and all of that jazz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because I didn't have a qualification, I was always hammered. Oh, you're not a dental technician, you know. And I said, if it's a paper, I will just go to uni. So I entered to uni next, like after a year working there. In Lithuania, do you have to have a degree to be a dental technician? How does that yes. work? Yes, you can't. Okay. So, so I'm working at the moment in the UK. Yep. In the UK, you can be a dental technician, a non, so process worker, they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yep. So we don't know how many unregistered dental technicians are in UK, but they are allowed to do under the supervision of dental technician. Sure. And there are massive labs where maybe one or two, you know, only registered <laughs> and wow. like whatever amount, you know, non-registered. And we are losing quite a big amount of registration because it is as, you know, it's not well paid. It's not appreciated. And Sounds like a meme. <laughs> exactly. And even nurses can do more than us. Hmm. So so they can work in the mouth. They can take control of the scans. They can write a prescription, you know. Yeah. And this is why we're getting not the greatest scans or impressions, you know. You know, all of this are like not very clear lab description, uh, lab, lab sheet, you know, mm-hmm. what needs sure. to be done. So, and we are not allowed to do that. Uh, Some things are changing now under the General Dental Council in UK, but it is possible here to work without registration or without a diploma. In Lithuania, you can't. You have to be with a bachelor's degree. You have to? Wow. You have to. You can't be in the lab and doing dentistry stuff. So like casting and all of that without diploma. So you can do different things, like say you can mill, you can design, but then you have to have a, a degree to do the other things in Lithuania? I would say you have to do everything. I think CAD, when I started, because there was nobody there. Oh, so you were allowed. Yeah, exactly. It's 10 years ago. There was nobody trained. Now we are getting, you know, after COVID, we're getting more people digitizing, getting, you know, Control scanners demanding to that labs would work with the softwares as back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know like how like how hard it is to get into technology if you never did that? Yes. So I can see yeah. my sister struggling. So she's a ceramist and she needs a lot of assistance and she is lost in the digital world. Yeah. But she's very good manual worker, you know, so so she can eyeball the shade. She can, you know, create multiple type of shapes of the crowns by hand. As you know, I just can jump on a computer, do the job, but I can't do anything manually. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't so great waxing it up, huh? Uh, I did my best, but later, you know, I've been that good with digital that I didn't have time to do it manually. Mm Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit carving. I did a little bit, you know, waxing up. And I did touch everything to understand the background because I mainly do the frameworks of full contour for the ceramist. So I need to be good at anatomy anyway. So take us back. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. And I, I get where you're coming from. But so you were working with your sister. You were doing CAD CAM, which was okay at the time because you didn't need a degree. And then you went... The university. So that's a three year degree. So did you stay working in that lab with your sister and and go to school for three years? No, I decided to leave and take student exchanges. Uh And that's how you got to the UK? Exactly. So my first student exchange was actually in Tenerife. Huh. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, so physically it is Africa, but morally it is Spain. So Europe. But it is on the coast to Casablanca, you know, like basically Morocco, and you not far from Sahara, you know, desert. Wow. <laughs> just Exactly. So it's very far. So I decided let's go there. You know, just, just out of the blue. Wow. That takes balls. What, you just decided that you, you wanted to get out of there and travel? Yeah. So I've been still in uni. Uh, uni is very specific. So we are studying first years, mainly all theory. So we're going through, you know, occlusion, anatomy. We're having, you know, to go through all biology. So it's a lot of, you know, exams. It's a lot of theory there. Yeah. And after all year studying, you need to take practice at least four weeks. Because I went on student exchange, I went for three and a half months. Wow. Damn. Did they put you up in a place or do you live with a family or how does that work? So it took me three months to find a place. Uh, they signed the documents. Everything was fine. And then I needed to find a way to live. Oh, geez. <laughs> I know. And I found on couch surfing. So it's basically pre-Airbnb. So you could apply 
write to people and they accept you to their houses, you know, for free as a traveler. So I found a guy. So he was a Ukrainian and he was a lovely person. And he was living, you know, in San And, you know, he divorced with his family and he decided to rent his apartment. Uh, so basically one room to me. And I was like, yeah, that'll do for me. Perfect. And it was like 20 minute bus ride to, nice. to the, you know, to the lab. That guy, actually, he is growing the best, you know, weed in entire, you know, island. <laughs> he gets the, the rewards, you know, that he grows the most organic stuff because really? you can go to, yeah, to, to weed retreat. So basically you become a club member where you can go and smoke the weed. Damn, I want to go there, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Go go for it. And it's like organic and a great and he's, you know, growing like you know he loved and it was his passion to do that and i was growing like living in this crazy house with him (laughs) you know basically chilled out guy which is actually ukrainian living in tentative wow i would imagine he was pretty chill (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and actually it is mostly populated with germans the island itself oh interesting yeah so they speak a lot of german so and German dental technicians work there. So it means we're having masters. Yeah. Know, which And we, like Lithuania, is based on the German teaching. Oh, so it's nice. very, very strict and specific. So quality out of uni is really good. And I went to a place where they've been doing dental tourism. Oh. Yeah. So like a lady from Russia came and she came for two weeks. So she got her, you know, implants, sinus lift, and then they, they, they put, you know, denture conversion immediately there. And we've been working with the welding, with the Bego uh, welder machine. Mm-hmm. So basically cutting the titanium, putting to the temporary, uh, not temporary, to the uh, titanium cylinders, and then composite and um, uh, denture teeth. Mm-hmm. So kind of that technique. Wow. And you had to do it quickly because they're only there oh, yeah. for like, what, a week or? Yeah. So it was one day surgery. Next day it was, if it's not, if it, if it's not sinus lift. And next day it was basically a load or same day. So it depends if they, they needed any adjustments. Yeah. But they get try-in uh, denture. Then they get the surgery next day. And in the evening, the den- the final denture needs to be ready. Wow, no pressure there, really? So you were doing <laughs> no. all of that? So that was back in 2016. Uh-huh. So I spent the three months, you know, working with, you know, crazy German people. And they've been teaching me, you know, everything. But they've be- basically been breathing dental technology. Yep. They were breathing something else by that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So this is where, you know, everything started, but I wanted to go to digital. It was too much manual for me. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to me like you always knew that. Like you always knew that your goal and your skills and your passion was digital. Like even then. Yeah, exactly that. I completely agree. I knew that I'm focusing on digital. Mm -hmm. I like computers. I'm very fascinated by all the, you know, how quickly it changed the industry. Mm -hmm. And I'm even sure. more curious what's happening in the future. Yeah. Because it changes even the, you know, the treatment itself. So after all of this experience, I came back for year two. And so in May, next, like basically next year, May, I applied to another places. And from Tenerife, I met a guy who started working in UK. And he said, I know such a fantastic lab. And I just messaged them and they replied me. And actually the owner was a you know, on your podcast. So it's Stephen Campbell from Nexus Dental. No kin. Yeah. <laughs> so because a one guy, I basically texted in Tenerife and he said, I work in Fantastic Lab. I found out about them. And then I messaged them and I got to reply, yeah, come over, you know, for, yeah, why for your, not? you know, student <laughs> exchange. <laughs> the only thing I was like, oh my God, am I spending summer in UK? <laughs> you know, exchanging, you know, like tropical island to to rainy weather. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I thought like, oh, whatever. It was one of the best summers, the hottest weather. Uh, It was the best team we can work with. And I learned so much. So I was just dropped into, you know, the pool of high end technology. Yeah. And they said, okay, just crack on. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I found, you know, the way I, I've been taught a lot, 
you know, I found my own ways. I've been working mainly with three shape and later I just moved, you know, to Exacad, but all my foundation is on Exacad. Mm -hmm. So I started with Exacad, then I tried, you know, three shape and I'm back to Exacad in general. So how early did you start with Exacad? Uh, I started late 2013. Wow. Really early. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know when it came out, but that seems like a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it was very nice software to work with. And now it's even nicer. Yeah. So, no, for sure. Did your dad ever want to do digital? Yes, he do. I, I think he would be great. But I think he's like, you know, he, he did his, his bed and I think he wants to retire as well. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the life. As my mom, actually, she's 70 on the 30th of September, and she works six days a week. Wow. Wow. And she, yeah, she's from, you know, eight till whatever, if the patients are coming, you know. Probably because she wants to, right? I think she likes it. Yeah. I think she likes a good challenge as well. So I kind of feel like we're getting more similar with age as well, which is interesting. That isn't, yeah. High explanation excuses. People are calling me. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) Yep. So she can't stop working, you know, this, because people are calling her. <laughs> so your brother, does, is his practice close to where your mom's is still? So he's working in patent practice and oh, he's working okay. with dentures, implants, not immediate loads, I'm lying, uh, all in X cases. Mm-hmm. So, so he is more of the modern as my mom is everything about healing. Gotcha. preserving you know the teeth uh right. so it's it's two different worlds it's really interesting to see like retrospectively you know how everything changed because for my brother okay let's extract put an implant yep. easy enjoy why, why do you need to suffer mm-hmm. as for mom let's preserve let's you know restore let's keep it as long as possible if it's possible wow that's pretty exactly. amazing and they get along really well huh oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely and then your dad's there doing all the technical work uh, when he when he he can, my sister came back to she she lived in the UK for quite some time, but a year ago she came back to help them out and also you know enjoy Lithuania wow. uh, with kids as well because kids speak you know all the time English. So going back to the roots, you know, showing kids you know all the culture because it's completely different, and also she's completely independent and she's very much one man band. She can yeah. do dentures, she can do casting. I started working with her a little bit, helping out, you know, with digital stuff. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any remakes since we started. So I just have absolutely like bulletproof workflow that works everything and every time. Wow. And I love it. Absolutely love it. And it also makes everything so fast. And you know the patients. When do they need teeth? Yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Is somebody outside? No. Oh, yeah. I hear trucks or cars. Oh yeah, I, th- I think it's on my side. Somebody no worries. Getting you know with with the motorbike. <laughs> so yeah, it is very complex. You know how I got in the industry, and I feel like you know profession chose me rather than the opposite. <laughs> it didn't sound like you had a choice with your family. I mean, yeah. it was almost destined. Yeah, exactly. And like, I tried to escape it, but later it's just like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm just going. Take me back. So I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out how. So you were in the UK. You went yeah. for a great team, but you were still a, would you say, exchange student? But you live there now. So like, how did you go from being an exchange student to did you go back home and then move to the UK, or did you just never leave? Exactly that. So I did. Two student exchanges. So I came back, you know, for the year three. And Uh year three was half of a year only. So basically till January. And then you're going on the longest, so six months uh, bachelor thesis Hmm. uh, exchange. Or you're going to basically a working place. And you choose where you're going. And I decided that I'm coming back to Nexus. And I went there and I said, I'm writing my bachelor's degree. Uh, can I, you know, do it one case, you know, something. So I chose, you know, to do in ceramic. So I did design it myself. I see what, what kind of problems I can make, you know, as a technician and how much ceramics needs to work after me. So that was really good experience, you know, to see all work from start to finish, what I can do and how I can improve, you know, the ceramist experience. Oh, sure. And minimize any kind of trimming, you know, they need to do, they need the in my eye, with digital, they need to focus on ceramics and final details rather than trimming off the big frameworks. 
you know. Yeah. So so that helped me a lot. And I did this and I said, do you want me working here? And they said, of course, sure. And this is how it happened. I basically came back, did my bachelor's degree, packed my luggage, and I said goodbye to my family. And I jumped on, you know, on the plane and I had one way ticket. Wow. (laughs) And I moved, you know, to the UK and and I'm since then. And was what, what was it, 2018? And you're still at Nexus? No, I worked with them for four years and... I found a great opportunity to work in on-site lab. Oh, yeah, in an office, sure. In an office, seeing the clinic, seeing the patients, seeing my final work in the math. And I think this is where the biggest experience comes. Because being a lab technician, if you're distant from the practice, it's really hard to understand the needs. Oh, absolutely. The way I came out of uni, so it's the natural all the mammalons, recreating the nature, following the age of the patient. When you see the patient, they want a white, nice teeth. <laughs> yeah, they don't, want it. they don't want that. No, thank you. I don't want to exactly. see that translucency or those fingers. Yeah. Oh my God, you put a crack in my teeth? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all of this just opened my eyes because I heard my mom talking about that, but I never realized that, you know, what we want to make as a manufacturers and what patient wants to receive are two different things. Mm-hmm. So I worked in Nexus for four years and it was one of the best times. I grew so much. I moved to another you know, place where I'm working now for two years. And I learned even more because I speak with clinicians. I do speak about the treatment plan, not, not like treatment plan, about the restorations with the patients. So they come and sit down with me. I, I started understanding the dentist. Yeah. Patients can, can be difficult. So you meet the patient before they even get any work done. Correct. Because I do work on spinal makeovers. And sometimes we see patients in their early 20s, mm, mm-hmm. which is not very usual. Like if you look from olden days, you know, people who need teeth was who lost them. And now people get teeth who wants to look like social media hero, you know. Sure. Yeah. And I'm seeing more and more of this tendency. They come with their vision. They want a neighbor's teeth. My friends, you know, are, you know, BL2, BL1. I want the same. And we do work with these kind of high expectations clients. Mm-hmm. As soon as it's bleach shade and they don't want any like mammalons, any like shading, you know, anything there. You can see shape very well and, and imperfections of the shape, especially when they want that, you know, straight smile. Yeah. So it is really, really interesting to see them because it's nothing what you would do if you would be distant lab because it, it doesn't sound real, if it makes sense. But patient is always right because we in a team with them and we are creating what they want. So you never try to talk them out of those crazy bleach, no characterization smiles? Uh, so because I don't work with the color, I work with the shape. So for ah. me, color comes, you know, whatever patient asked. So I work with all the digital files and I do create your smile before touching you in general as a patient. So I take your scan, I take your picture, I overlay, superimpose that, and I do decide what you might like you know so i get some guidance maybe hollywood maybe youthful maybe something or maybe something in between and then i choose from and you know all the libraries i have and i mm-hmm. customize to that one patient and then i can send a link or discuss on the facetime i can discuss while they in the chat wow and they can tell you if they like it, like the corners or they want them, you know, more square or longer. So do they, you actually get their opinion on what they're looking for and do you actually change it right there with them? Exactly. Wow, that's cool. It helps to minimize a patient appointment. Yeah. And also people are traveling, people taking a day off to come to the office, you know, and it doesn't matter which age they are. This service just connects us. And I think this is where the dental technician position changes because instead of doing the Chinese whispers, the dentist tells us what patient told them, okay, Mm -hmm. tell, 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 we get a direct feedback. 
And that yeah. direct feedback gives, you know, the results they want immediately. Do you find that patient acceptance for the final restorations is probably a lot higher and a lot easier when they're involved in the in the cosmetics and the features on their cases? Exactly. Exactly yeah. that. And plus we are working at the moment most of the time. So the, the practice I'm working, they're working on monolithic structures. So that means there is very little ceramics work needs to be done. So it's all we're you. Using, <laughs> yes, it's all me. And later we're using Mio to make it a bit alive. But that means that we have no room for interpretation. We confirm the shape and we delivered the shape. Yep. And the patient will not say, I didn't like this one. Why did you put a notch there? Why my, they call it fangs. So it's a canines. Yeah. My, why my fangs are so long? You know, so we know the length, what they want, and we have much less patients coming back because they change their mind or they, you know, like what they trialed is not the same what they got. Yep. So, wow. so that, that, that's really nice in a way. So it's much better client experience mm -hmm. if you're a very specific client. Do you find most patients extremely picky? giving them that ability to pretty much do whatever they want. <laughs> in in premodental, where I'm at the moment in Chester, UK, this is all the patients. We're getting the fussiest patients you can get. Yeah. They come with the pictures. They come with, you know, uh, sometimes they measure even the colors. We had one patient who got BL1, so low, low translucency Emax BL1, and he wasn't happy because in pictures, his mates you know, friends who got, you know, we, we did also his friend's smile. His smile looks whiter <laughs> just just because of the stump shade. Tell me, your friends <laughs> drink more coffee. No. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a wine or beer or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we're getting really, really fussy patients. And our, like, our patients are quite young. And sometimes we're getting patients who are, like, it's their 60th birthday and they're thinking to go maybe to Turkey, mm. but they've seen our Instagram and they yep. decided that I'm coming to you and I'm, it's my 60th. I want to, you know, please, I want to make my teeth. I want to, I want to have I my wanna teeth. I want to be 40. <laughs> yeah, <I> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> make me look 40. <laughs> yeah. Anything younger. So they're getting BL2 as well sometimes. Yeah which you wouldn't expect. So is it mostly veneers like Emacs or do you do some zirconia or a mix of both? We do a mix of both. We do implants. We do immediate uh, denture conversions. We do everything. So we have a denture department who is responsible for all the next immediates. I do, you know, all the digital stuff, which I wow. can do, you know, on implants, whichever structure you prefer. I can do combinations. We have a titanium custom with zirconia that normally is cut back unless we are doing bleach again. Mm, yeah. So we posteriorly we keeping everything on like full anatomy for the, you know the functional purposes and depends on the case. So and and we are we are trying to get people more on the liner side that they would get orthodontic treatment and some of them they are not patient enough. No. And nah. they decide. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they have crooked teeth, and then they decided to do, you know, veneers on top of that. So which is quite expensive biological cost, you know, because as soon as you prep your teeth, there is no way back. Yeah. And you're doing all this in Exocad. Yes. Yeah. So I just I'm just much faster. It's very intuitive workflow, and also I can share, you know, the results. I can change and tweak them very easily. And this year was invited actually to go to in May. So we, I'm, I'm giving a lecture in Exocat Insights. Nice. I know. I'm so excited about That's that. That's super so, exciting. So my heart is pounding, you know, and I'm like, I, if I f up, don't tell me. That's it, you know. But <laughs> but I'm very very excited because it's such a nice workflow and it involves more female dental technicians and. It allows, you know, to open the door to completely different concept of, you know, dentistry that, you know, we are the team as recently, I think you have the same in the US that not many people are studying dental technology. You have a massive shortage. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to be any degree. Anybody can do it. That's right. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> 
it is oh my god but it's like back in the day we, we're going back to victorian times isn't it where barbers can be a dentist and you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's not that bad but <laughs> <laughs> i mean getting there you yeah. know little by little however i think digital will help to change the concept because this is where we becoming at right hand for the dentist because they don't know what to do and every case is bespoke they don't have enough time you know to decide what to do or the treatment plans can take you know like oh what am am i doing here can take half of a day and sometimes they just need to see as much patients as they can so i think that kind of side is shifting to the dental care technicians yeah because i can take picture i can super exposed so so nobody needs a study models anymore they can view to study model yeah makes sense do you do that with every patient do you take their picture and put their teeth in there everyone that's even singles even single especially single single anterior i'll do that because i will see the lip line i'll see you know how does it sit in the jaw is it tilted is it midline shift I can give you the least work for the ceramist and also I can choose the structure. It means like, oh, we can't do like tie base here. We need to do custom custom design mm-hmm. or we need to do from cobalt. Patient has, you know, already MCAT, like metal ceramics in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So maybe we crack on with that and we are looking in from cobalt option. So I can give you options because you can't apply the same recipe to everyone. Right. And I can help with that you mean an emacs isn't perfect for everybody on an anterior (laughs) if you have metal stump stump shade you know or anything yeah you can you know discuss about that again is it worth it how fussy is the patient you know so it, it again depends on the case yeah that's great so then connect the dots for me if you don't mind so after so your treatment planning, basically meeting with the patient, working out the aesthetics, what type of restorations, and then you meet with the doctor and do you recommend or do you discuss how to prep or like what do you need for the final result with the doc before the doctor goes in and preps? Yes. If it's very complicated case, definitely. Yep. If the patient is traveling from far, far away, definitely. Or I'm going to message on the WhatsApp or any other, you know, communication tool. I will send the web link. I will send, you know, the consents. I am not working in the mouth. So my prep work isn't amazing, but Mm -hmm. I'm giving them all the tools that they can be prepared, you know, for the job beforehand. And that helps them, you know, it unties their hands. It it helps not to invite the patient for extra prep. Yeah. And also... Exocad will do some updates, which means they will help us technicians to decide or show how much prep needs to be done. As at the moment, it's a measurement tools. So to show, you know, like color mapping and like this is how you need to prep, help with the prep guiding, because to work in the math is is really tricky. It's really, really, it's, it's completely different area. We work on the models. Yeah. Yeah. Just take yeah, yeah, them yeah. on the bench. We have full access. There, patient is gagging. <laughs> Uh, lips are all over the place. Uh, patient is not opening the mouth properly or has limited range of opening. <laughs> you know, it's always wet and, and it can get really messy. And also the color, when it's denting or like enamel, it does reflect so you don't see density that well. You know, you, you need to use measuring like, you know, putty matrix to see how much prep needs to be done and all of that, you know. So you need to trust your gut and, you know, find you know how much is enough as for us we can just take it and remove it that's it wow so how much time do you think you spend with each patient when you first meet them oh it's at least an hour yeah but if i don't see them i can do a smile design between 19 minutes up to five hours depending five on hours <laughs> yeah i mean if it's very comp- complex case and none of the designs fit the the, the, the this specific person yeah he, he has canted smile he don't wanna uh do a liners or she he or she yeah or is there any like it's not very clear what they want so i can prepare like few designs send it to the clinic say could you tell me or discuss with the patient beforehand and that will allow me, or I can print them all, but to design like 3D trial smiles will take, you know, like an hour, an hour and a half each. 
depending on complexity again. And then you can trial them and you can be sure that your design will fit. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's options. And, you know, when you try, you know, to get something, like somebody's tailoring your suit, how do you know what you want? You know? <laughs> so... So unless you try for you and like, okay, that, that works. I usually wait for the salesperson just to tell me I look good and that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. Yeah. I wish everybody would be like that. <laughs> so we had a patient who had like 20 trial smiles. 20? Uh, she was addicted to treatment. She, ah. she even came, so we did veneers for her. Was everything else plastic, if you know what I'm saying? Everything was plastic. Yeah. We had Botox, faces numb. And oh. yeah, very small range of smile because of the Botox is oh, face. Terrible lips, of course. Over the you know has that over shelf. The top. Yeah, yeah. So so you have every and also the eyelashes and you know everything is done there. Permanent makeup, so it's just additional. And some people are coming. I say like I'm having my boobs done. I wanna people would see what my teeth are done. <laughs> No one's looking at your teeth, ma'am. <laughs> exactly, if they are not that exaggerated. But when they are bleach and exaggerated. So so I do work with natural people, but they're not as exciting as bleach people. Yeah. Because it's very, very new. Like, like previously, B1 was very bright. Oh, yeah. But now we have M- MOO, BL1, BL2, BL3, and BL4, and they have also three ranges of uh, translucency. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's a big, big, big selection. And also it's very interesting how mentality of the patients are moving. They decided, because, you know, when you go to the shop, you don't buy the cheapest and you don't buy the most expensive. Yeah. Most no. of the time you're yeah, going like, part, yeah. one. so this is how BL2 is popular. Because it's in the middle of all the other BLs. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's second from the top. Yeah, that that's that psychology, you know. This is what's happening because they wanna, you know, the best for them, and it's it's actually a color range, but because it's like one, two, you know, it's numbers. It has kind of hierarchy that it explains. It's maybe better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, it, I don't know how to explain that, but this is how it works. You know, like I want to be able to because it's second to the first one, and I want a Hollywood because. Like, why not? You know, I'm doing my teeth. Yeah. So, And sometimes patients, the, the biggest complaint when they come in, you know, to my desk, it's mainly like, I got the design which is too similar to my teeth. Oh, uh, they want it. They want yeah. to look like different. I think it's good when it's similar to their shapes, personally, but I can see what they're thinking. Yeah, I thought it too. They want well, it straight across, yep, everything yep. even, no <laughs> <Yeah>. gaps. Yeah. <laughs> Six six centrals. This is how I would call it. Yeah. They, they come for six centrals, and the rest doesn't matter. Oh. And they want to just you know treat the teeth they can see. So going back to that extreme patient, so we did veneers, but because she came to the mirror, tilted her head, and could see her natural tooth, like it was uh, upper left four. Yeah, that she could see the cusp, which is a bit darker. She decided to crown it. Tooth not retreated, healthy, everything is fine. She asked to crown it. Wow. That's insane to me. Yeah. It is. And then she came, of course, for like molars as well. So, yeah. Yeah, ex- extreme. You mentioned implants. Do you get to treatment plan as much as doing surgical guides? So, I'm moving to that side, not at the moment. But Exocad has really nice... Exo- I mean, you can move... Because for me, it's in the cloud. It's the same probably when you go to Android or Apple. For me, yeah. everything is an ecosystem. So I'm moving, of course, to Exoplan. Hmm. And I'm looking forward to try, you know, new version of Rieka. And that should make clinicians' job very easy because I'm giving them decision, you know. Basically, I'm going to digest all the hard work with the implant, with, you know, the nerves everything how much space it is and I can do what I like so I've been in lots of expos and dentists are talking not the way I think it needs to be so they, they're placing the implant and then they're looking at the restorative yep. options I think we need to look what can we do in this case or at least two three options and then go backwards to the front if it, basically to know the end story we, to, to start from the beginning 
And I think, you know, with the planning, I can do that. Basically, any software I would use, in this case, is Exoplan. I can start from planning, but I also can create a crown or a bridge or something before placement. And yeah. then it minimizes any kind of, you know, then it's only a human error. Yeah. This is what can happen. It's not, you know, oh, I thought it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can think lots of things. But when it's, you know, evidence-based, like, no, I'm planning this for the final. Then it's a small error. And then we can, you know, everybody knows what to do. So as at the moment, dentist is placing implant and then ask, what can I get here? Yeah. Well, that's where all the bone was. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's always too much politely. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 okay. You know, so, so I, I want to do this. I feel, you know, it's a future. And plus I like, I like a good challenge. So for me, dentistry is kind of Olympic games. If you're here, just be the best. And also I like the creative side because nothing is the same. So I'm working as a designer. So it means like whatever I do on the day, everything is new. And I decided that, you know, that that, because every case is very bespoke, very unique. Mm -hmm. And that is my hook. I can't stop working. I never wanted to stop working. And I just can't wait what's next. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that ExoCAD Insights. What are you speaking on? What's your topic? So basically, it is the combo of the clinicians and technicians. I'm working together with Ima Keenan. So she is implantologist and a dentist in Scotland. And also, I am in Chester, so I'm more far, five hours away, something like that. Depends, you know, on which, uh, are you driving, are you taking a train or plane? So she's far away from me. But we are working on a case together, uh, or a few cases so we are selecting at the moment and uh, we are looking about the orthorestorative way, which is the ideal treatment. Mm-hmm. So we're having an implant, we have, you know, veneers, we're having crowns and also how to make it happen when you're not in a practice. So physically me. Yeah. Wow. And also how, so the ideal treatment plan and also collaboration between the clinician and the technician. I love it. That's a great topic. Oh yeah. I can't wait because I think this is, you know, the turning point for industry. I think this is where people will come back to industry because our role is changing massively. Yeah. And the importance, we're becoming crucial to the treatment planning. Mm-hmm. And also it can introduce, you know, more female technicians because it's it's a massive lack. Like in UK, we have 5,000 registered dental technicians and one and a half thousand is only women. So it's a very, very small amount. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw you on the night shift. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, you were involved with them. How did you get um, collaborate with those with those awesome ladies technicians? I should say probably like everybody we we meet on Instagram and on the dental shows, and also it's not many of us. It's very easy to spot each other, especially you know when there's only a thousand of you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. exactly, and. It's not not everybody's loud, and I like how Nina is absolutely, you know, like telling the truth, spilling the beans, you know, with yeah. no filter. And you know, uh, we have a CDT, you know, and we have like we have every like everybody's so different, and also it just shows, you know, how much we can balance. Because I think it's not it's not about the gender in dental technology in general. It's not like, oh, we need more females because we need more females. Yeah. I think it's a balance. Like men brings, you know, these qualities and women brings another quality, especially that we get multitask. It opens a bit different spectrum, different styles and gives, you know, different options. And also it is a fantastic industry to be at. And mm-hmm. for me, so when I changed my job, I was pregnant for 18 weeks. So we're nearly halfway. And I came to a new place. I told them I'm pregnant. I started working. And I went for six weeks of maternity leave. Yeah. And I came back from basically I was breastfeeding and I was designing because the baby was sleeping all the time. I got bored. I, I was I've been watching Netflix for six weeks and I said like I can do work. Yeah. Yeah, because I can be on the couch. I can be, you know, anywhere. Yeah, to do digital. Design. Yeah, absolutely. And I worked for a year like this, and that was so rewarding because to stop working from industry, even for a year, is a long period. Oh yeah. Too many things so are fast. happening. Yep. Things are changing fast. <laughs> you know, 
implementation softwares, lab managing, rules, the way of working. It's just the concepts. It's just it's just bam, 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 bam. And you're coming back after a year and it feels like you haven't been in the industry for a decade. Yeah. A lot happens. Yeah. And, and if you're a professional, you know, female, I think it's really hard because like you need to choose between family and work with digital. You can do both. Yeah. Love that. That's very inspiring. I hope that a lot of female technicians listen to this podcast, y'all. You heard <laughs> it right here. You have both, damn it. <laughs> boom yeah and i don't know it's just like i never been not at work just because of my family so you're always working you know well you were born into it so you didn't really have a choice no i didn't have a choice so or you speak about work or you you know you at work we had like breed and catalog on our kitchen table yeah you know <laughs> We got even like dentistry t-shirt and all of that jazz to wear, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you just been pimp for dentistry. <laughs> yeah, I love that. True. It's all around you. You said your Ivaclar mugs and all the merchandise and that's, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like even, oh yeah, the, the towels as well, you know, get Ivaclar, you know, anybody is like, it's just crazy. And you go to our houses, like massive, you know, dentistry books. And then later you have, you know, the catalogs. Because back in the day, don't forget, you needed a catalog to order something. Oh, yeah, sure. And they've been huge. Like, yeah, they, like massive brick, you know. So, and now you have everything online. And everything is moving to that direction. So I think everybody needs to or have a technician, like dent cat technician on the side, you know, if they are you know, still in the old school way, which is great. I love old school as well. But all the industry is moving to that direction. And if you're not growing together, you might going to be left behind. So so that's the thing. So you're going to be forced to retire unless you niche. So yeah, I would say Lithuania is quite old school still. It's very good techniques. But for, for example, I'm not a big fan of any sort of impressions if it's alginate or silicon, because they do distort. Mm -hmm. I did a research for myself because I was, I, was, I like plaster. It's, it's heavy. It's very crisp. It, it, you know, it's very cheap. It's very organic because it goes back to dust, you know, pra practically zero waste and very cheap material. However, every single time I superimpose, so basically overlay the digital intraoral scan with the plastic, uh, not plastic, with the plaster scan, so the gypsum, Yep. showed imperfections like the neighboring tooth was higher so or the contact points were you know not tight or tight tighter so digital was more accurate than plaster so this is where i stopped asking plaster models in general just give me digital mm. because it's more chances it's gonna fit yeah especially if you're doing a digital workflow let's keep it all digital it's very fast. I, I can make you, you know, like I, I can make you quicker than static, I think. All this stuff and sure. very, very accurate. So, and and why not? And especially, I, I found the dentist not really liking the temporaries. They want to, you know, everything fast because they don't need to temporize and face any problems, which can happen because of the temporaries. Yeah. And also patient gets, you know, the final result faster. That's the point of you working in office. I love yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love your story. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, Christina, thank you. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, I, I loved it. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Absolutely. My baby, so I'm pregnant now. Um, four, yeah, four weeks to go. Congratulations. Oh, anytime now. <laughs> and the baby will be exactly six months on the Exocad Insights. Nice. <laughs> Can't well, wait. to you. Well, Christina, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next year. Yeah. Ooh, looking forward. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Huge thanks to Christina for coming on the podcast and telling us about your amazing story. I'm really impressed with how she can be so patient working so close with patients. Just to make sure that they get what they want. That's pretty awesome, though. I think that'd be kind of fun for about a day. It's kind of like <laughs> having a baby and being able to give the baby back, but yeah. You know. 
Congratulations on all your recent success, like getting on the cover of Laboratory Magazine and being a speaker at the Exocat Insights in Mallorca, Spain. Mallorca. My, my <laughs> in Mallorca, Spain next May. We'll see you there. We can only imagine where your talent will take you next. Congrats. Awesome. What a great episode. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. And we will talk to you next week. That was hard for you today, bro. I'm off my game. (laughs) 